so much for joining me today. This is Lee. We're going to talk about where we meet with Jesus. That's what we're going to talk about today. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus. You're so good. We're so in love with you. Thank you so much for teaching us your way and for preparing us to live with you when we leave here. We're not even ready where we are right here. We don't even totally live with you. And we think we're ready to move in with you when you come here. Help us to get it, Lord. Help us to see the truth. We love you and praise you. Give you all the glory in your name. He is so marvelous. He's so good. And so many people think that they are ready. He's giving me this mission to let us know that we are not ready. I'm not ready. You're not ready. If we were ready, he would be here because it's. he said it's not his plan that any should perish. And he's not here yet because he's waiting for us to be ready. I'm writing a book about getting ready. Make sure you get the book. It's full of revelation. I don't know how many ways he's told me we're not ready. But today we're going to talk about what he said in John 14, 23. He said, if a person really loves me, and he says this so much, if you really love me, and he's saying that because we don't get really what love is. I want you to think about for a moment, just to interrupt, this is what I was going to say because it came to my mind. And I think it's important. Jesus thinks about us all the time. He's always planning for us. Like now, he's getting ready to come. And he's trying to get us ready to hear what he's saying, that we're not ready. And so he's always thinking about us and always trying to find someone who will actually go for him and and to do his work, to, to prepare us for his return. Because we're not ready. He's ready, but we're not ready. How fair is that? Really think about it. Anyway, Jesus said, if a person really loves me, he will keep my word. This is an amplified classic Bible. He'll obey my teaching and my father will love him. We're always saying God loves us. He loves everyone. And he does. But listen to what Jesus is saying. Think a little deeper as think about Jesus as a person. I don't think we do that often enough. He has feelings. God is an emotional being. We're like him. We're made in his likeness. So, of course, he has emotions like we do. That's why he's saying this. He said, my father will love him and he will come to him and make, we will make our home, our special dwelling place with him. When you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, he dwells there. But what he's, what he's saying is, if you love me, obey me, and I'm going to dwell there. How often do people just say that prayer thinking, that's the magic to heaven. All I can do is say this prayer. I can still live the way I was living before. doesn't matter. Jesus loves me. God loves everyone. He shed his blood for me. And so I don't have to do anything. I can just still be the naughty little girl I am, and he'll forgive me. And that's not true, because you got to get ready to live with him in heaven. And we can't be naughty in heaven. So what I mean is you, you can't hold unforgiveness against someone and then live in heaven at the same time. I had that so proven to me when my mom was ready to go home and she's asking Jesus, why am I still here? And he said, you got to forgive first. You won't fit into heaven. You're not ready. He didn't say you can't come. He said, you're not ready. And that's what he's saying to us. So anyway, um, I want to tell you that this place 
that we spend with him. For me, it's every morning, all morning long, we have an appointment that we never cancel for anything. He's always been faithful. And lately, I have been really, really faithful. But how do you know that, you know, when you get in this place, the enemy is always going to try to get you And He tricked me. He tricked me, and I missed my morning with God. And the next morning, I woke up, and I knew something was wrong with him. I knew something was wrong, and I sat, and I said, Jesus. And he said, I'm so disappointed that you left me yesterday. My heart sunk. He said, I feel betrayed. Because we meet every morning. I'm working on this book. He took me to heaven. And we're so close. And all of a sudden, I just ditch him one morning. Well, I thought it was okay. How often do we think, oh, it's okay. I don't hear him. Just because you don't hear him doesn't mean it's not okay. He has feelings. And just to, just to think that I would do that, his feelings were hurt. I already know. I already know for a long, long time that my mornings are his, especially my mornings are just for him, nothing else. I dropped everything else for him just to be with him. And I felt betrayed. And I also felt his presence leave me for that little bit. I felt that maybe twice before. It's an awful feeling to not have Jesus right there on the inside of you. I don't know how people can live that way, which is what he reminded me of after that few minutes where I just felt like he was not there. And, you know, I betrayed him and I wasn't there. And so now he was just showing me for those few minutes what it would feel like without him. And I can't live that way. I have to have it. I was begging him to come back. Jesus, Jesus, please forgive me. I won't do it again. I won't do it again. Please help me not to do it again. I don't want to betray him. I don't. I don't want to live without him. I want to live with him forever. I love Jesus. And I just thought it was okay. I just thought actually it was something he was saying that was okay. But I didn't sit long enough to really hear him. And so he dwells in us. And so what I want to say is if you're betraying him, you might not even know it. If you don't hear him, if your relationship isn't close, then he's not living there. He said right here, if you love him, you'll obey him. And I didn't obey him. And he left. And so I want to tell you today how serious that is, you know, so many people are just stressed out. You know, they go to church, they call some Christians, they're stressed out. They're confused. They're anxious. And I was, for that couple of minutes, I was stressed out and I was anxious. And I said, I can't do this. You need to come back. I cannot live a moment without him. He is my everything. I felt like in those few minutes, I have been taking him for granted. He's my peace, my joy, my comfort, my contentment. When things aren't perfect in my life, I'm content because I know he's taking care of it. I know he's taking care of it. I just hear him telling me something right now. And I'm excited. He is so good. And I can't live without him. I've come too far. Anyway, you know, he was talking to me about, think of those people who don't 
know me. They don't know what they're missing. They never had what you have, and they have constant anxiousness and, and discomfort and, and trying to find something to fulfill that hole that's in their heart. And I was saying there's so many Christians, getting back to um, what I was saying first, there's so many Christians who don't hear God, they're anxious. They're looking for things to fill that void, just like the person who never had it. You're looking for things to fill that void. Sit with Jesus, whether it be, I would say, all morning. <laughs> it's amazing to be with him just all day. Maybe you're thinking, well, what do you do in that time? Well, for me, I write. And when I write, he talks to me the whole time. I love it. He's asked me to write books and write articles. He's asked me to talk to you. I write before I talk to you. And we spend all morning together. And even more than that, I love being with him all the time, especially since the last couple of years. The more I, I'm with him, the happier I am. And the more I realize I don't need stuff. I don't need stuff. I only need him. I don't need stuff. I only need him. He's all I need. He is all I need. I know I'm repeating myself, but he is all I need. I don't need anything. I've been learning that. And you know, those things that we seek after get in the way of our relationship with him. When you're off running around doing something else, you're not content to sit with him. It's because you're looking for something somewhere else other than with him. And only he can fulfill your needs. Only he can fulfill you. Only he can give you real peace, joy, and comfort. He is the way to heaven. He's the way to eternal life. You have to have Jesus. And the enemy's trying to take your peace, your joy. He's trying to kill still and destroy in your life. And he does it with stuff with being distracted from Jesus because, you know, you plug your phone in and that's the only way it's going to get charged. You sit with Jesus and that's the only way you're going to be okay. Once you have a taste of him, you're not going to be okay without him. And you're not even okay without him when you haven't had a, t uh, a taste of him because you don't know what's wrong in your life and you're always looking for that contentment. You're always looking for something to make you feel better. And then you find something that's stuff or a person or doing this or doing that. And it works for a little while and then it goes away. Then you're discontent again. Then you don't have that peace anymore that you had before because it's temporary. This place here is temporary. We're supposed to be getting ready for Jesus while we're here. And that is your place to be yourself to say and do whatever you want to do with Jesus because he knows you, he loves you, he's going to fill you with his presence and you're going to be able to walk through your day, you're going to be able to walk through anything and you're going to be strong, you're going to be okay, you're going to be courageous and you're going to be carrying Jesus with you. He has so much for us to do to prepare for his return and if you don't get in your own little corner in your own little room, you're not even going to know that. You're not going to know how betrayed he feels that you have things before him. And we all do, but we think we're okay until we go to him and ask him to correct us. And he corrects those he loves. And he corrected me because I said, don't ever stop correcting me. I don't ever want to be off the path. 
I never want to be out of your presence. So we have an ongoing commitment that when I get off track, he corrects me. He doesn't have to ask. He doesn't have to wonder. I gave him my special permission. Correct me. I want to know. I don't want to be thinking I'm right with you and I'm not. I don't want to be walking down that wrong path and then stand before you that day and you say you didn't know me. <clears throat> and we don't know him if we don't sit with him. You know, I, I think people say, well, give God at least 10 minutes of your day. And I think you're pleasing the person when you say that. You need more than 10 minutes with Jesus. He thinks about you all day long. We're going to be with him in heaven all day long, whatever day is. I don't know. But you're going to be with him all the time. So why here are you shortchanging him? Why are you thinking you can do this thing on your own? I always think of a little kid trying to button their shirt. And they struggle, and they struggle, and they struggle. And that's what we do without Jesus. We struggle, and we struggle, and we struggle. And all you have to do is obey him. And when you obey him, you're going to even know what he's thinking. He's going to share his emotions with you. He was showing me that just lately, that my stuff, my attention was on something else. And so I couldn't really hear him, and I couldn't feel him. I didn't know what he was thinking. You know, until I went out on the street and started evangelizing, evangelizing, I had no idea how rejected he still is, how hurt he is. And it just killed me to feel that. He let me feel his feelings. He let me feel how he felt. And, you know, that's happened other places as well. But someone's always in control, like at church. The pastor is in control. But... When I'm out on the street, he's in control because I don't say no. Well, I kind of sometimes ignore people. But you know what he says to me? Don't ignore me. Don't walk past that person. I love that person. That person doesn't know. But what I mean is out on the street, it's just me and him. I'm not going to say no to him for very long because he's right there saying, don't say no to me. And I can't. I love him. I'm emotionally involved with him. And he's letting me feel what he feels. And you want that. You want that. That's a relationship. You know, we say we have a relationship with Jesus, but do we really? Do you hear him talk to you? Do you know how he's feeling? When I went on the street with him and, and things started happening, wow. When I go to church with him and things start happening, wow. But he always gets cut off in church. So what I'm saying is I'm not cutting him off in the street. I'm not. I'm going to do what he said. I commit to do what he said. And when I get off track, he helps me. I don't know if I shared this before, but one day I was walking. I was by the beach. And a man walked by me. And um, <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you all the details, but I didn't obey Jesus. And I couldn't even get in the car. I had to get, go back out there, and I ran, and I ran, and I ran until I caught up with him. <clears throat> and um, I had to just do it. And that's how you get with Jesus when you really have a relationship with him. You don't want to let him down. And we're letting him down, and he wants me to tell you today, he feels betrayed. He feels betrayed, and we got to fix it. we got to fix it. If we say we're in a relationship with Jesus... If we say we are a Christian, then we got to get in that relationship and, and have it be true. Stop faking it. You know, we can't be like the Pharisees. The Pharisees were faking it. 
And then when Jesus came along, just like in the churches, they don't want anything to do with them because now they're not important and and they're feeling convicted and they don't like it. But the real Jesus showed up and they didn't like it. The real Jesus showed up and they didn't like it. They had their own plan. They have their own thing going on. And it makes them too uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable to go out on the street and talk to people. And, um, you know, it makes you uncomfortable because you know people are rejecting Jesus. But um, when I started feeling his rejection, it actually made me angry. And it's because it makes them uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable going out on the street. I've already been rejected because of Jesus. I have, but I have not been rejected with him. It's different to know about and hear about Jesus's rejection or to feel rejected yourself. But being with Jesus in these times, I'm feeling his rejection, how he feels. And it's terrible. It's really terrible. It's so hard to believe still today he's being rejected. He still is disliked. And what is he doing? He's going around trying to get people to say, get to tell other people, he's coming and we got to get ready. And even though people don't want to hear it, he's still working to get us to hear it. Because he said to me, don't hold it against them. They don't understand. They don't get it. It's okay. I love them. I don't want them to perish. Tell everyone you know, and, and it's urgent. We got to do this. We got to get it done. Answer that knock at the door of your heart. Jesus is knocking. He said that if you let him in and you heed his voice, you bend your knee to him and submit to him, then he's going to live on the inside of you and he's going to dine with you. He's going to hang out with you. He's going to be your God. So it's not just a prayer that, you know, oh, I got this ticket to heaven, but it's a relationship, a real relationship. He's a very compassionate, very personal um, sensitive person. And when you don't pay him attention so that he can talk to you, so he can help you, so he can give you that full, abundant life he wants to give to you, that's his heartbeat. Let him do what he has to do. Let him love you. And then let him show you how to love because love really is your joy. That's true joy. True, blessed joy is to love and you want him to let you um, show you how to do that. Let him show you how to do that. He's so good. And I like to say a prayer with you. If you never asked him to come live on the inside of you, then say that prayer with me, Jesus. We want to answer that knock at our heart, the door you're knocking at. We want you to come in. We want, to, we want you to make your home on the inside of us. We want you to be there. We want you to show you, show us who you are. We want to know when your feelings are hurt and when you feel betrayed. And we don't want you to leave us, Lord. I just want to pray for that person right now that has never met you. And I thank you, Lord, that you would just show them right now who you are as they ask you to come and live on the inside of them. Thank you that you would just make your presence known for those few minutes, just so they know that you're there, Lord. We thank you that you're always there and that you never 
will leave us or forsake us and help us to be faithful to you and not leave you or forsake you. Thank you then for coming, living on the inside of us and teaching us your way. Prepare us for your return. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory so good to us in your name. So if you said that prayer, I love it so much if you let me know. And when you say that prayer, now it's a new life. You have to have a relationship with Jesus. It's not a magical prayer, but you just committed to a relationship with the most important person in the whole wide world. And so he wants you to spend time with him, just like in any other relationship. And he is his word, and so that's where you can start. You can worship him. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. And so he is his word, and you get to know his word. You're getting to know him. You can sit in his presence. You can worship him. Just adore him, and he's going to start talking to you. He's going to make himself known to you. He's so good. He's so in love with you, and um, you need to know as well that as soon as you hear the word Jesus said, the enemy is going to come and try to take it from you. He's going to try to steal Jesus from you. So you have to make sure that what you hear in your heart matches up with the word. God, is that still quiet voice? You can hear him throughout the day. Let me read this to you again. John 14, 23 in the Amplified Classic Bible. Jesus answered, if a person really loves me, he'll keep my word. He'll obey my teaching. So that's where it starts. you got to obey his teaching. And if you do, that's when he's going to stay with you. He's going to, and, and any commitment, like him and I had a commitment. And um, I, I was unfaithful to him. He's never been unfaithful to me. But that's when he leaves. I mean, if you have company over and you don't pay him any attention, pretty soon they're going to be gone, right? They're going to leave. He said, if, if you keep my commands, you obey my teaching, my father will love him and he will come in him and make our home, our abode, special dwelling place with him. Jesus said that. Um, John 14, 21, the person who has my commands and keeps them. So I'm going to change this a little bit here. The person that has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father. And I, too, will love him and show, reveal, manifest myself to him. I'll let him, I'll let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. That's the Amplified classic Bible. And then Jesus said, Lord, how is it that you will reveal yourself, make yourself known to us and not the world? And Jesus said, if a person really loves me, that's when he said he's going to live on the inside of them. So that's how, that's how we know. And the person that doesn't love him, they're not going to know him and he's not going to live on the inside of you. And so even if you say the prayer and you don't obey him, then he's not going to live on the inside of you. So if you, um, if you said that prayer, I'd love it if you let me know. If you need anything, let me know. You can write in the comments below. That'd be really, really cool. Or um, you can reach me through my website, www.visioneternity.org. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless you. And remember, you can't do anything without him. You can't be faithful without him. So you have to ask him to help you be faithful and ask him to correct you. He corrects those he loves, Revelation 3.19. 
Okay, thanks. God bless.